1: From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Matt Turner is a red. Welcome to your Forest Transfer News. Good morning, good evening or good night, wherever in the world you are, whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a fantastic start to your week and welcome to your latest Nottingham Forest transfer news. In today's video, we will tell you about Turner becoming a red subject to his medical, which is happening today. We'll talk about the Dean Henderson and we're just waiting for the media to catch up with what we've already told you. There's links to some more central defenders to Nottingham Forest. And should Forest rekindle an old flame that we all love? Okay, so the deal for this is looking like it's going to be in and around 7 million pounds. Which, on the greater scheme of things, is actually not too bad. Because initially, Arsenal were talking about 15 million they wanted to see come their way for Matt Turner. But he will join Nottingham Forest, the medical is happening today, and as long as everything goes smoothly there, he will be announced. Now, is he anywhere near my shopping list? No, no. He's played about seven games for Arsenal, he plays a lot internationally for the USA, which is great. Overall, I think he's a decent keeper. What I will say is he's better than what we currently got, and we need someone in the sticks for this Saturday against Arsenal at the Emirates. Now, I was surprised and talking to you guys at the podcast yesterday, if I was Arsenal, I would have waited until Sunday to get this deal over the line because it would have made more sense technically. Why would you strengthen the opponents you're just about to play when we're in dire need of a goalkeeper? Had Matt Turner not been signed, I would have probably personally gone with Shelby. I'd love to know what you guys think. Would you have gone with Horvath, Hennessy or Shelby? Let me know in the comments down below. But. Does this tell you that Arsenal aren't that fussed about Forest and they seem to be becoming arrogant about it and think it's three points in the bag, an extension of their preseason? We'll get into that debate later on this week when we meet up with our Arsenal YouTubing friends as well. So... I'm happy that this has gone through because we will have someone who's somewhat, you know, um, established as a goalkeeper. But the interesting story is the Dean Henderson one. I just want to reiterate and reconfirm to you that Forest is still going in for Dean Henderson. Matt Turner will not change that. The whole Dean Henderson thing, a lot of um, newspapers are reporting it's about the option to, the obligation to buy how many games, this, that and the other. That's not the problem at all just to remind you guys all it's about the medical and when he can do the medical and will he be fit enough to pass it without potentially sustaining or making his injury worse because he is very close to full fitness and full recovery from this injury so it's just a case of a waiting game. Now what does this mean for Matt Turner? It means he is going to start as the number one goalkeeper until the Dean Henderson saga is complete. So I expect Matt Turner to be out for the Arsenal game and, well, as an in for the Arsenal game, as well as the first few games of the season. Remember, the transfer window doesn't close until the end of August, so there's still plenty of time to get Dean Henderson across the line. And I think Matt Turner releases that pressure on Nottingham Forest to have to rush the Dean Henderson one. As we said in the previous video, it could come to getting close to D-Day and Forest and Manchester United panic, and just do the medical and God forbid, something happens to Hender. So this makes sense to me. Get a keeper in, get him on the cheap, because depending on how long his contract is, and we're hearing like 27, 28, that 7 million will spread over, probably say three years, for example. So you're only looking at a couple of million max that's going on the FFP books. And Forrest are tight on FFP. So a deal like this is good. And with Henderson, potentially, going to be alone with an obligation to buy. That seems to be the criteria being pushed through. Again, it's good business from Nussingham Forest, because what are they going to do? They're going to kick the can down the road, some skeptics may say, but we need to, we need to. And then, of course, this brings in the whole Brennan Johnson discussion. Is he going? Is he staying? Will he? Won't he? What does he want? I think this Brennan Johnson one will run down to the wire. Clubs are still interested. Clubs potentially will put bids in and it becomes a bit of a bidding war. And if he's going to go, we need it to be a bidding war and just not a panic sell towards the end of the window just to balance the books up. So as things stand now, coming back to Matt Turner, he will be a red as long as the medical goes through fine. And his first game, you couldn't write it, will be against Arsenal. And I do think Cooper will chuck him straight in. I think he'll be down on the training pitch come tomorrow or Wednesday latest, get a couple of training sessions in. And at the end of the day, I'm not opposed to a goalkeeper being thrown straight in. Cooper normally is quite cautious about chucking players in, apart from obviously Chris Wood. Less said the better. I think Matt Turner, two sessions in, a goalkeeper. I keep saying, as long as you can save the ball, As long as you can find a player in your same shirt from your distribution, that's your criteria, or should I say, the bare bones, the minimum requirement from a keeper. The chemistry, the communication, and all of that will just come from game time on the pitch. But Matt Turner has agreed to come. Personal terms are all done. But what are his ambitions? Because to me, he's coming to be second choice at Nottingham Forest, from being second choice at Arsenal and I think the whole crux of this is Arsenal are very close with the Brentford keeper and therefore Turner would have been shoved into third in the pecking order at least with this he knows he's going to get himself a few games at the start of the season now let's say he has some worldies against the likes of Arsenal, Man United, Sheffield United etc then He really is going to have to like perform well and show and give competition to Dean Henderson. So I like this. I like this in essence. I think it's good business by the club. It's a good price. And for me, I'll give this one a thumbs up. What would I give it out of 10? I'm at a seven. I'm at a solid seven for this one. Give me your out of 10 ratings in the comments down below. Let's move on to our next story. They say never fall in love with a low-knee player and guilty as charged. Been doing it pretty much season in, season out for the past few years. Jed Spence is being made available by Tottenham to be released as he is not in the new manager's plans. And this is going to be a fun set of comments. I already know what's coming down below. Uh, Look. I don't know how I feel about this one. I love Spence. I know Ez still freaking has a man crush on Spence. Spence was unreal for us in the championship. But do we take our forest, or should I say our Spence goggles off, and say, we've moved on, we've moved forward? Or do we look at it and think, Cooper clearly wants to play this back five slash back three formation, which is what we did in the championship. Aurier isn't ideal for a back five. Uh, Nico Williams is, he does play well, better in a back five than a back four. Is Spence better than either of those? Don't forget we got Biancone who can play there as well. We've got Einar who can play there as well. Do we need another one? Are we too right-sided heavy at the moment? Some of you will argue that Nico Williams can be shoved out to the left-hand side. Same with Einar. Bianco, Biancone can play as a centre-back. So there are options and there are a diverse amount of positions each one can play. I don't know on this Spence one. I'm almost going to do what I take the piss out of the other boys for doing and sit on the fence on it. I would. Uh, all right. Let me say this. If Spence would come back to Forest, I wouldn't be annoyed with it. I'd be happy with it. But would I actively chase him? Probably not. Probably not. He went to Spurs for what? Eight to 12 million last year. They're probably going to get, probably, probably going to put him out on loan. Maybe with options to buy, things like that. I think it'll probably cost somewhere between 5 and 7 million. Spurs will look to recoup as much as they can. But he just worked at Forest, didn't he? He really did. Now, there was all this thing on Spence, and it's been like a chip on his shoulder that he's got attitude issues. That wherever he's gone, he's not really worked well with whatever managers in charge, apart from obviously Cooper, who seemed to be able to manage him Quite well, and I don't really care about any of that stuff. We hear stories like that about Dennis, for example, a lot at Forest. Um, and you know, Dennis probably the bad example, but my point here is I don't care how they are off the pitch, I don't care if they've got egos, attitudes, whatever. All I care about is when they cross the white line, they perform, and no one, no one in the Forest fan base, or maybe some, who knows would say that Spence wasn't good for us. And Spence didn't bring out the best in Jono, because I thought he did. Their link play in that promotion season was unreal. But it was against championship standard. Now, fast forward on from that, Spence goes to Spurs. Only seemed to play against Forrest, both in the cup and in the first um, match at the city ground. And the odds sprinkling here and there. But clearly at the time, Conte didn't think he was good enough for the Premier League. It was a Levy signing that took him to Spurs. But is he good enough for the Premier League? I guess. Does Conte know better than us? Well, Spurs fans would probably say no. Spurs fans were crying out last season for him to get ahead of Emerson Royale. That didn't happen. Spurs then went and bought Pedro Porridge. And Spence is down the pecking order. But then he goes out on loan to France. And he doesn't really set the world alight there either. But there is this thing in me that sometimes a player plays better in a specific club. And when they move, it just doesn't work. They lose their magic. They lose that loving feeling that the fans will bring to them. And if Spence were to come back out at the city ground, he would be applauded. He would be cheered and he would be loved. And it could work. But We've already got four right backs. I am absolutely 100% breaking news. Sitting on the fence on this one. If he comes, I'd be happy. If he doesn't come, I uh, I'd be all right with it as well. By the way, there are no links to him and Nottingham Forest. This is the Forest fan base getting excited about the fact that he's available. So let me know in the comments below, and I'll probably do a poll on the community tab on this as well. Should we still be reminiscing about our lonely Spence? Should you fall in love with Spence? And the main question is: Do you want Spence back at Forest? Get your thoughts in down below. All right, let's move on and talk about some actual links to Nottingham Forest. And we're going to have to head to the Bundesliga and Stuttgart for this. There are two players being linked with Forest. We'll talk about the striker first, who is Grassi. And he has, this one's weird. He's just moved permanently from Rennes to Stuttgart. After being on them for a loan, they had a loan-to-buy option on him, which they've activated. However, there is a release fee clause in his contract for around 15 to 20 million euros. And he's a player that Forrest have been interested in for a while. And Forrest are being linked. Now, the weird bit is here is, how do you go and sign a three-year deal at Stuttgart two months ago in May? And then suddenly, well, was that three months? Whatever it was. It was in May. And then suddenly be like, yeah, I'm going to go again in the summer. Thanks for the year on loan. Thanks for the new contract. So it's a little bit weird. And it does make me a bit "Mm," on this link. He's a decent enough striker. 27 years old. I think he's about six foot two. Scored, what was it? 14 goals in 28 appearances for Stuttgart last year. Not really a pace merchant or anything like that. He's kind of normal out and out striker. But I don't, I don't buy these links at all. I feel they're too weak and logically it doesn't make sense. Unless, of course, Stuttgart are looking to make a quick kind of profit and turn him over. I haven't seen many of these happen where someone signs and goes in the same summer. If anyone can think of any, let me know in the comments down below. So staying in Stuttgart, and who knows, maybe this is Agent Mangala just, uh, Mangala even, just sorting things out. Forrest are sniffing around for Sosa, their left back. We, do we need another left back? It depends what you guys think of Omar Richards and Ana. I've been quite impressed with Aina at the moment. But he's not an out and out left wing back. He's not an out and out left back. He can play on the right and Omar Richards. Well, we know what's going on with him, don't we? Anyway, Sosa is valued in and around 13 million pounds. Again, I just don't feel these links are that strong. I haven't heard anything from anyone who I would trust or anything like that. But it does tell you that Forrest is still sniffing in the market. And that to me is extremely important because we do need another center back. I would actually personally prioritize the center back who we'll come on to in a second over the left back. I think we got sufficient, maybe not adequate enough cover at left back. But at least we've got someone or one or two players that we can put out. These third guard links for me feel a bit tame and a bit maybe journalists trying to fill column inches. And of course, don't forget, you've got the uh, credible retweeters that will do it as well. But overall, could it happen? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's a transfer window. We love these things. We love hearing about the rumors and the links. But it's more the positions, I think, that I find interesting. Striker position is becoming very important for me. If Owanyi is still out with his ankle injury, then relying on Chris Wood or playing Langer as a false nine, or even Jono as a striker, as a number nine, isn't really what you want to be going into the season starting with, especially with how hot a one year was at the back end of May. So I like the positions being linked. I personally am not giving too much credence to these links, but I do hope and I would be quite happy if either of them came to be honest. The 13 million on a left back, uh, what did we say on the striker? You're looking at 15 to 20 million. We're going to still have to spend out about $20 million on Dean Henderson, even though that's being pushed down, um, ideally into the next summer transfer window. And we still need a centre-back. And let's move on and talk about a centre-back, who is actually quite exciting. Okay, so the defender I'm talking about is 21-year-old Marillo from Corinthians. And this guy is a wildebeest. Shout out to Martin as well, who's dropped me a message on him. Martin, our Brazilian correspondent for FFTV. I've just tagged you with that now, Martin, sorry. He says he's a beast as well. And he's not a player that I can honestly say I've seen play too much. In fact, he's had his first season for Corinthians now, and he's made 27 appearances there. But what you see with him is physicality. He's almost like a battering ram and just goes straight through the players, in a legal way, so to speak. And that's what I like about him. We need some steel at the back. And these players from Brazil that are in that prime age of 21, and I've explained before what I mean by prime age of 21, are really the right time to get these players. I could see him developing into... uh, It reminds me of a bit of a cross from Felipe and Silva, from the limited things I've seen of him. And I like that. And I like he's young, and I like that Forrest would take a risk on a player. This is what we need to do. Bringing in all these old head Premier League players we've seen doesn't work. We saw, you know, Wood coming in, Shelby, um, Lingard last season, all these so-called Prem-proven, Prem-experienced players. We need to be copying a little bit of the Brighton model. There are certain things in there that I don't agree with, but bringing in these talents that potentially, we're talking about 10 to 15 13 ish million here for him who could double triple quadruple in value very quickly and at forest he's going to be tested we know that we're getting we know we're going to have a lot of attacking play come in against us so bringing in someone of this brute force aggressive defender bit of a Felipe in him no doubt I think would be a really good bit of business and if it wasn't to pay off it doesn't matter in the greater scheme of things On a deal like this, I would expect Forrest to do another five-year contract on him. At 13 million, you're talking about a couple of million max going on onto FFP for each financial year. And therefore, the risk of it is quite low. And we do have an aging defense. As much as I love Felipe, Mother Nature will catch up with that physique at some point. We know he's injured currently. Nia although not injury prone, I know it's weird to sound, but in his previous um, time before Forest, just seems to be getting unlucky with everything. He took a knock in that friendly, dislocated his elbow, and he's out for about six weeks. So we need someone who's young, physical, good um, good kind of calmness on the ball is what he has as well. And we'll get stuck in and his recovery pace is really good as well. He meets the attacker. He goes in for the tackle. If he doesn't win it, he still trusts his recovery pace to get back and win the tackle back. And these are all attributes we're going to need in the defense. And the ones we do have avail- available, Bolly, Worrell, McKenna, are not quick enough. I think Bolly is a good defender, but what he can't do is have that recovery pace. If he does miss time a tackle or misses it and gets skilled, and a player goes around him, and this is where this youngster, I think, is a great profile for Nottingham Forest. And I do like the reporters that are saying um, that the link is there. So I'm very hopeful that this one can be done, and for a cheap price, I could see the return being three or four times fold a couple of years down the line. So he's linked as well to Nottingham Forest. Out of the three links, there's two Stuttgart ones and the Brazilian centre-back. This is the one that I would like Forest to focus on after they get, obviously, the medical completed on Turner. But what do you guys think about him? For all you Brazilian fans of FFTV, I know there's plenty of you out there. Let us know. And especially the Palmeiras fans. Take your Palmeiras goggles off and let us know what you think about him. You know, he does play for Corinthians. I understand that. But be objective. And get your thoughts in the comments down below. And that, my friends, will bring you up to date with your latest Forest transfer news. We're gonna see, we've seen a bit of a flat line so far this summer, and suddenly I'm hoping and expecting the line to get very steep as Forest look to expedite their transfer window business. We'll keep you up to date as everything breaks. If you've enjoyed the video, please don't forget to give it a quick like, subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new here, and we'll see you on the next update. And as always, come on, you Reds.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Chumba Casino.